Hello and happy day. This is Dr. Marianne DiOrio, novelist and life coach, welcoming you to another episode of Winning with the Word. Today is Monday, May 17th, 2021, and this is episode number 15 of series 2021. This episode is titled, Does Your Soul Need Healing? In the third letter of John, chapter 1, verse 2, the beloved apostle writes, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. This verse makes it quite clear that it is God's will that his children prosper and be in health. Notice the phrase, above all things. This phrase means that more than anything else, God desires our entire well-being, spirit, soul, and body. God wants us well spiritually, emotionally, and physically. God wants every part of us to function as he created it to function. God wants no disease. Read dis-ease in our bodies nor in our souls. The Encyclopedia Britannica describes disease as any harmful deviation from the normal structural or functional state of an organism. If you are born again, then your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and there should be no disease in the Holy Spirit's temple. But sadly, there is. Why? Because of what God says in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge of the Bible will cause us to fail to prosper and fail to be in health. The word prosper, as used in this verse, means to have a good journey. It is similar to our modern expression, I hope things go well for you. It was a commonly used expression in John's day, so common, in fact, that the expression was often shortened to a few initials at the end of letters. The Latin abbreviation was S-V-B-E-E-V, citing the first letters of the expression, Si vales bene est ego valeo, meaning, if you are well, it is good. I am well. The practice of abbreviating a message in John's day compares to the practice we use today in texting when we use letters like TTYL, talk to you later, or we shorten the word you to the simple letter U. We are not so different from our early ancestors after all. <laughs> to prosper means not only to be in health physically, but also mentally and emotionally. To prosper also means to have sufficient provision to take care of one's needs. Next in the verse, the expression be in health is pretty self-explanatory. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines health as the condition of being sound in body, mind, or spirit, a condition in which someone or something is thriving or doing well. <clears throat> Excuse me. In John chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says this, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. 
I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus died and rose from the dead to give us total health in spirit, soul, and body. This is what is meant by the abundant life. Abundant means plentiful, plenty of, plenty of health, plenty of provision, plenty of peace of mind, plenty of joy, plenty of love, and so on. Now that we've covered the first three key phrases of this verse, above all, prosper and be in health, let's look at the last part of the verse, just as your soul prospers. Strong's Concordance in uh, definition number G2531 tells us that the expression just as comes from the Greek word katos, meaning in proportion as, or in the degree that. So this verse is saying that we will prosper and be in health in the same way that, or to the degree that, our soul prospers and is in health. In other words, our body will prosper and be in health to the degree that our soul prospers and is in health. Another way of putting this is to say, that as goes our soul, so goes our body. If our soul is sick, our body will be sick. Modern medicine is discovering this very truth even now. Yet the Bible has been telling us this truth for thousands of years in such passages as Deuteronomy 28, Proverbs 4, and Isaiah 53. More and more, modern medicine is proving the close connection between the soul and the body. Medicine is discovering that most physical disease results from sickness in the soul. I once heard a true story of a woman who had had pain in her neck for many years. She'd been to doctor after doctor after doctor and had had test after test after test, but the cause of her pain was still a mystery. She finally went to a new doctor who happened to be a Christian. He asked her what was going on in her life. The woman told the doctor of a person who greatly irritated her. In describing this person to the doctor, the patient called the irritating person a pain in the neck. Understanding the power of words over one's health, the discerning doctor advised his patient to stop using that expression. When she returned a short time later, the pain in her neck had completely disappeared. The unwitting patient had been blocking her healing by the words she had been speaking. She had been her own worst enemy. She had allowed a wound in her soul to cause her to say things that had harmed her body. Here is a very important truth. As goes the soul, so goes the body. The body will prosper and be in health to the degree that the soul prospers and is in health. Most physical disease results from sickness in the soul. Remember, as goes the soul, so goes the body. Sickness of the soul may not result in immediate sickness of the body, but sickness of the soul will eventually result in sickness of the body. It may take many years, but sickness of the soul will result in sickness of the body. 
We need the Holy Spirit to reveal and expose sickness of the soul. Often these sicknesses have their roots in childhood experiences that we do not even remember. This is one reason that believers get sick. Although they have been born again and are new creations in their spirits, they still have unknown, unresolved wounds in their souls. Things such as abandonment issues, sexual or verbal abuse, trauma of any sort. The Holy Spirit's work of sanctification is intended to rid the soul of these unresolved wounds so that it will function healthfully. Another reason is that some believers have unrepentant sin in their souls, anger, offense, unforgiveness, which is, in my ministry experience, the most common. Unrepentant sin can prevent physical healing. If the manifestation of your healing has not yet occurred, consider that your soul may be sick. When the Lord heals, he usually heals from the inside out. If there is a deeper work that needs to be done in the soul than in the body, the Lord will usually deal first with the deeper work in the soul. He will address that deeper work first. Once the deeper work is done, the soul will be healthy and the body will follow suit. So, what are we to do with soul issues, soul wounds? Number one, give them to God. Then trust in his promise in Psalm 23, 3, that he will restore your soul. To restore means to make whole again, to return to its original condition. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, the word tells us that the Lord came to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. This is a beautiful picture of a soul being restored. Number two, seek professional Christian counseling if necessary, but be very careful here. Most Christian counselors have been trained in the counseling philosophy of the world and do not have a totally biblical worldview. Wise counsel is rooted in the word of God and does not mix the world with the word. The word is the beginning, the end, and everything in between. Number three, trust that God will be faithful to his word. The Lord says what he means and means what he says. If he says he restores your soul, then he restores your soul. Take him at his word. If you have not yet met Jesus, your Savior, invite him into your life now. Just pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I need you. My soul is in a shambles. I have deep wounds I don't know how to deal with. I've tried everything I know to try, but nothing has worked. I heard today in this podcast that you want me well, that you want to heal my soul. So I invite you into my life now. I receive you as my personal Savior and the Lord of my life and the healer of my soul. Thank you for forgiving me and healing me. Thank you for making me whole. In your name I pray. Amen. If you sincerely prayed this prayer, please write to me at drmarianne at mariandiorio.com. 
I would like to send you a free e-booklet that will help you get started in your walk with Christ. I also encourage you to get yourself a Bible and read it every single day. The Bible is God's love letter to you, his manual for your life. In the Bible, God reveals who he is and he teaches you how to live. Finally, ask the Lord to lead you to the church of his choice for you where you can learn about him and have fellowship and encouragement with other Christ followers. It is critically important in these last days to fellowship with other believers who are mature in Christ and can guide you as you grow in him. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Winning with the Word blog and podcast, I urge you to click on the link below to subscribe now so you will not miss a single weekly episode. And please tell your family and friends about Winning with the Word. Please pass this post and podcast on to them. Thank you. For those of you who may not know, I write fiction about many of the issues I deal with in this blog and podcast. My latest novel, Miracle in Milan, has just been released in both print and ebook formats and deals with the issue of unforgiveness. It is the story of a young female auditor who discovers evidence that the man she loves is an embezzler. You will find Miracle in Milan to be a page-turner that will keep you on the edge of your seat. To order your copy, go to Amazon or to my website bookstore at maryandiorio.com slash book dash table. You will also find Miracle in Milan on Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. This podcast is funded by listeners like you. If you have been blessed by Winning with the Word, I invite you to become one of my special patrons on patreon.com. For only $1, $3, or $5 a month, you can help me proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world. Winning with the Word now reaches 50 countries on six continents because of your faithful support. So please help me to keep winning on the winning with the word on the air by becoming one of my valued patrons. Your patronage helps to cover the costs of producing, hosting, and distributing winning with the word to the four corners of the earth. Patrons receive special benefits, including free books, short stories, podcasts, and videos. So join my wonderful team of patrons and be part of something great. To become a patron, go to patreon.com slash winning with the word. This week's podcast is being sponsored by patron Karen Beckabreed. Thank you, Karen, for being a valued patron and for choosing to become a part of something great. I would like to thank all of my patrons who are making this podcast possible. I could not do this without you. Finally, be sure to check out my latest nonfiction book, The Iron Saint. This book, modeled after the Iron Man Triathlon, talks about the coming persecution of the church in America and how you can prepare for it. The Iron Saint is available on Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, and other major book purchasing venues. You may also find it on my website at maryandiorio.com slash book dash table. Get a copy for your pastor as well. Until next time, remember that God loves you just as you are and just where you are, and that he will help you to keep on winning with the words.